You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or follow me at Cartoon Therapy. If you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe. You could do that on iTunes or Stitcher or through Riotcast, um, the network that I'm on, Riotcast.com backslash anonymous. Uh, if you could write a review, write a review. If someone wrote a review, thanks for that. Uh, they always help the show. And uh, if you want to be on my show, Send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. I'm always looking for people to call in. This is a call-in advice show where I talk to total strangers about their interesting lives. So if you have an interesting life or a boring life that you think people would like to hear about, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. I'm doing something different today or I'm just trying something out. I always do part twos and then I air them like weeks later. And I'm thinking like maybe it's better to air it like right away so you know who the hell I'm talking to and it's the same person. So I'm trying that. I'm airing uh, Noah, Noah from last week who cheated on his wife who thinks he's very proper. Well, it turns out that Noah has a whole other side to him that's not very proper. And he's done a lot of things uh, besides cheat on his wife. That's the episode before this one, if you want to listen to that. This is a podcast all about all the sort of sexually, uh, what would the right word be? deviant i don't know stop all the things that he's into sexually that he's done uh even way before he met his wife which include being a nudist we get a lot more into that we talk a lot about nude beaches and what goes down at the nude beach i've been to a nude beach i went many times so we talk in depth about that so we also talk about um the fact that he's an exhibitionist and the things that he's done uh as an exhibitionist, which is very interesting. I mean, maybe other guys do these things. I don't know. You have to tell me because I'm thinking, you know, if he's doing them, then other people might be doing them. And maybe, I don't know. You have to just listen. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and we also talk about prostate orgasms because, you know, this is a guy who admitted on his first uh, podcast that he's very into anal action. Uh, even though he's not gay, but he's definitely into his ass being stimulated sexually and he's been doing that, that kind of thing to himself since day one. Um, he talks all about, he gets specific about prostate orgasms, which I never heard of. I mean, it sounds kind of disgusting when you put it like that. <laughs> I don't know, a prostate orgasm, but it really is like a man squirting, right? Um, and he talks about how he does that to himself, how he figured it out how you could do it. So if I were a guy, I'd listen up. I mean, I'm a girl and I can't squirt and I wish I could and I've tried. It just doesn't fucking work. But if you're a guy and you haven't squirted, you should try because I think squirting is where it's at. (laughs) Right? Am I wrong? Am I right? I don't know because I've never squirted. But guys could squirt too apparently and he talks all about that. So I'm just going to get right back on with Noah. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? 
Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, Noah. Welcome back to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you, Kathy? I'm good. So you're like, it's very common that I have somebody that calls in. I think people have such a good time when they call in and they just really like, I think people don't really understand how much fun it is, or I don't know what the, I don't know if fun is the right word. Maybe you could sort of add to it because you called in, right? But it's, it's very common that people who call in say, Hey, by the way, I'd love to call in again. And I could say this and that and talk about this, you know, and I, cause I think people really, Enjoy it. And especially somebody like you, it's interesting for me to get your feedback because you're like a super shy guy, right? That maybe had some reservations about calling in. And then after you did, you're like, you want to be back on and do it again. And like, is it because it was like very freeing, fun? Like, what would be the right word? I don't know about fun, but Mm -hmm. it was therapeutic, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Well, then why would you want to do it again? Well, I don't know. I like to analyze myself. and So it's mostly about people being <laughs> self-absorbed and just wanting to talk about themselves, <laughs> all about them. It's like yeah, a therapy yeah, session, yeah. right? It's like, but that's not a yeah. part of therapy, right? I always mm-hmm. tell people when I'm like, oh, go to therapy, like not only will it actually help you, but it's like a whole hour just about you, right? And who doesn't like to talk about themselves? So maybe, mm. you know, that's the quote unquote fun of it for people because you're not the every single one. I would say a hundred percent of the time people write me um, with an angle of how they could get back on the show and call in again. Mostly everybody wants to do a part two. You had sent me a bunch mm-hmm. of things, right? I, I also get asked out after, um, I, I can't tell you how many guys have asked me out afterwards. You sent me a picture, yeah. which I refuse to look at. Uh, people send me yeah. pics. Because like, I think what happens is like people feel, because it's like you're talking to me and you're really sort of exposing exactly who you are or so much, right? It's like an intimate thing, right? That people feel mm-hmm. very close to me in a way afterwards. So I guess that's why I get asked out for coffee, all kinds of things. <laughs> or recent pictures, people's <laughs> pictures. And then you started to, you you went back and listened to like an episode where I talked with my uh, old co-host, Tommy. And it was stuff about me. And you were like, oh, mm-hmm. it's interesting to hear stuff about you. You know, mm-hmm. and you made a joke about the fact that I had beef curtains. And I wanted to bring that up because I feel like... <laughs> I feel like maybe if you think I have beef curtains, other people didn't get it, that it was a fucking joke. I don't. I went, there was a time <laughs> in my life where I went, I was wondering whether I did because I just didn't know. How do you know? Like as a girl, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You don't really mm-hmm. see that many. I went, I, I, I spent like two weeks of my life sort of obsessed with beef curtains and looking around at informations about beef curtains and like talking to my friends about it and asking guys, you know, and it turned out that mm-hmm. one of my guy friends who I had asked who, uh, you know, was my friend for a very long time who fucks the world. I mean, he's like a big fat player. I wound up uh, sleeping with him shortly after that. And uh, and he told me that I definitely 100% do not have beef curtains. But Tommy claimed I did, my ex-co-host. He was fucking full of shit because he was an asshole. And if you listen to he was always trying to one-up me. That was the deal. So um, since you're calling in to talk about you, we could get back to you. <laughs> I don't know why I just the clear mirror, huh? 
<laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. You brought it back up, and I was like, oh my god, I do like talking about beef curtains. I do think it's also kind of like a funny subject. And I think it was mm-hmm. like, because literally I was so confused and so worried that maybe I did. And then I started to think like, what if like it doesn't really look that great down there? And there's a there's a website called uh, RateYourPussy.com, right? I think I talked about it on mm-hmm. the episode and I was ready to take pictures. I think I had to take the picture, like took the pictures uh, of my vag and was ready to post them and get comments just to see like how I fared with other people. <laughs> and then, like I said, I slept mm-hmm. with my friend who was like the connoisseur because he's such a player and I was told everything's really great. So I was, I'm like, that's as good as going on rate your pussy duck. <laughs> um, so yeah, I kind of like to talk about that stuff too. But anyway, you wrote me in because you had so much quote unquote fun talking about yourself on the first episode that you're like, I have all this other stuff. I mean, you were the guy who was like, what, and I said this on the show, that you were like the, the one guy that you would never think would cheat on his girlfriend because you came across to me in the beginning and you seemed to think of yourself as this way, as like this really sort of clean cut conservative guy, right? On some level, I forget mm-hmm. what word you use, but that's what you think about yourself. But then there were like these little things that came out while I was talking to you that were like the opposite of a conservative guy, you know, like you were a nudist. And then you sent me an email with all these other things that make you completely not. So maybe you aren't the guy that would never (laughs) cheat on his wife, but you, you know, you sort of present yourself or maybe you're, you know, you, that's like a mask you wear. I don't know. Cause there's like two very different sides of you, of you that exist in the same person. And that's very common. People are like concoctions. Mm -hmm. I say, you're an interesting concoction because you have this sort of clean cut. I'm very sort of, uh, what is the word? What would be the word you would use for how you view yourself? I don't know. Proper maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Proper. Right. But we need to remind everybody that through our conversation, our first conversation is like this. You were a proper guy who was like, we're going to get more into this thing is that you were like a very into like, anal stuff like and I'm talking about like playing with your ass and doing stuff anally to yourself mm-hmm. from from a very young age um which I would say maybe isn't so proper and you also <laughs> were a nudist and that was like you were doing that kind of shit and we're going to get more into that on this show too you were doing that before mm-hmm. you lost your virginity solo sort of secretly not very proper mm-hmm. and then there's like this whole exhibitionist side that you have that you revealed to me in your second email when you said you want to come back out and talk about this stuff. And so to me, I'm just like, who the fuck are you? You know, you're this proper guy who sort of did live a very proper life, right? You were married to the same woman. You were very faithful for a very long time and then you cheated on her, right? And that's what happened mm-hmm. with someone online and that's the first story and that's, uh, we resolved yeah. that so we're not going to get into that. But you do have this sort of very open-minded, op- you know, s- sexual side of yourself that you have mm-hmm. had the balls to, you know, s- sort of uh, live out even before you met your wife, right? Even though you weren't fucking at a young age and you weren't with mm-hmm. a lot of women and stuff. I mean, you were doing all kinds of anal stuff. You were going to nudist beaches. You were doing all this stuff by yourself solo. So like you had no problem crossing that line and sort of fulfilling all your secret fantasies that you had in your head, right? Yeah, yeah. 
And yeah, so, definitely no problem. I mean, yeah. Right, but you still, but you, mm-hmm. and you also are a proper guy, right? And I think that's what kind of like what I try to sort of show my listeners on my show, right? I feel like that's what my show mm-hmm. is kind of all about, right? That, mm-hmm. you know, these kind of things that people think are so taboo, like you were shoving G.I. Joe dolls up your ass to get yourself off because you liked <laughs> anal sex as a young mm-hmm. guy. That's what you figured out, you know? And people would think like, oh my God, like some people I think personally would maybe think that the type of person that's going to do that is like one type of person, yet it can be somebody proper, and decent like mm-hmm. you, right? This is like the kinds of things yeah. that regular people I, I just, do. I just feel like, I don't know, there, there's a time and a place for everything. Just because you do those things doesn't mean you always have to act like that. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I, I don't get why people would, but I, I'm not really good with with people, I guess. I'm more like an analytical type, like, you know, math, science, that type, Not not so much... You're not like more psychology, right? Yeah, yeah that's cool. But yeah, you are yeah. kind of because you did say you like to analyze stuff, right? And you like to analyze yourself. I mean, we're going to have a whole talk about it, you again today. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, you say that there's a time and place, right? But like when you have an exhibitionist side to yourself, time and place becomes a very fuzzy kind of thing, doesn't <laughs> that, it? That's because, true, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of find that you sometimes say very hypocritical things. <laughs> I don't think that you put them together. <laughs> I think I help you put them together and show no. you like, you know, mm-hmm. because like this whole exhibition, let, let, let's start there, right? Because, you know, sure. that's the type of thing where you are sort of crossing boundaries, right? With other people and you, you right? In order to get turned on. Um, and so how far did you take that in your life? And when did you realize you were, you know, had the side to yourself? Uh, well, I think like, like everything, you, you don't really know there's a name for it until, you know, later, mm-hmm. like you start doing it and then there's, then you find out there's a name for it. Right. 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 So what but were the first is, couple of things that you started to do that you realized later on was exhibitionist in nature? Just... I guess the, uh, you know, not, not locking doors so people might, might walk in on you, you know, and what kind of people, like um, your family members or like, like not locking doors at other people. Yeah, it, it was, it was family members at first cause you know, you're, you're living at home. There's no one else, but, mm-hmm. but who would uh, you want to walk in on you? Like your mother? Cause it's that's not that I wanted to, I don't know if I just wanted to be seen naked and just have that scenario played out. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it, what, what it was about really back then. No, but I mean, you must have like, was it about like, wow, I'm going to like, you're jerking off and you're like, I'm going to leave. Like, was it like, uh, it was a turn on Was was something you were doing to be turned on or no? No, it wasn't really to be turned on back then. Mm -hmm. But, but later it became that. Okay, so it started out where you, but, so what was it about? It was just about somebody seeing you naked and you wanted that, you thought that that experience would be what? Like, like what's the word that you would use for it back then? I don't, I don't know if I really analyzed it back then. I think it was just, I wanted somebody to see me naked, Mm -hmm. but I don't, 
But it wasn't a. It wasn't like would you use that later on to get yourself turned on? I'm assuming no, because you just said that it wasn't about that. No, no, right. it wasn't about that back then. Was it something like naughty that you thought like it would be interesting for that to happen? Was it like what was the mm-hmm. reason? Yes. Do you think? Okay. I think it was definitely like a you know you're being bad type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And so we. I think because I've always tried to portray myself as you know the proper guy that you know these those naughty times you know the being bad times they they were interesting to me maybe. Right, because you're not really that yeah. like not naughty, <laughs> but everyone thinks you kind of are. I mean, how old were you when you started to do that? Was that like really young too? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I was probably around maybe twelve. Uh huh. And so it was when you so, saw family members, yeah. like which family members? Was it men, women? Like was it your mother, your father? Do you have brothers and sisters? Like would it anybody have been okay to do it, to walk in on you? Is uh, did you have someone specific uh, in mind? Yeah, but just it's basically my mother. <laughs> but that sounds horrible. It doesn't sound horrible. I mean, but we can analyze yeah. that. I mean, there might be something there too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mostly your mother. I mean, maybe if I knew enough mm-hmm. about that Oedipus complex and the that stuff about you know yeah. the mother son yeah. thing, maybe I would. But I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I always say I'm not a real therapist, so I don't fucking know. But it's interesting. So it was your mo- like when you say family members, it re- really was just your mother. So maybe you did have like a weird mm-hmm. mom thing, like not weird. I I don't want to use that word because that'll freak you out. But like yeah, you know, maybe yeah. you also had a little bit of a mom thing too. Is do you think? Maybe, but I don't. You know, that's you didn't put that together. <laughs> you never no, put that together. No. Like I mean, you were never jerking off thinking about your mother, were you? Or maybe no, 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 no. Right, right. No, no, never. But you did want her, like the thought of her, maybe that would have been just the naughtiest scenario, right? Because your mom maybe was like, you know, she's there mm-hmm. the person that's the most, you know, your mother is like your mother, right? So maybe, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it was not so much about her and you. It was just about the person of authority, the the, the main person maybe. of authority finding you naked. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it now, maybe it's because, uh, well, so... My mother got divorced uh, when I was pretty young. I don't even remember them being together. And, you know, it was, then she remarried. Mm-hmm. And my stepfather was kind of a asshole. Uh-huh. But, um, so I didn't really care how he saw me. Mm-hmm. But it might, it might be because I cared how my mom saw me. Right. But thinking about that, it doesn't make sense that I would want to you know, do something bad. I don't know. Maybe it does make sense. I'm not very good at people, like I said. <laughs> or like an al- like the psychology behind it is what you're saying. Yeah. No, yeah. but I mean, like, listen, everybody has different reasons for things. And if you, I don't ask these questions, like maybe if I ask these questions and you answer, we can figure it out, right? Just by what you sure, say. Because sure. the more you talk about things, the more things come out, right? So it's just like, you mm-hmm. know... Um, you know, there's probably, if we talked, to, I, we're not going to focus just on this whole thing for an hour, but probably if we did, there would be a way to sort of put it together why you chose your mother. But the whole point is, is that, so very early on, you're sort of want to get caught naked, not locking doors so that your mother would walk in on you, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You were jerking off at the time, but not thinking about your mom. You <laughs> did you have like jerk off fantasies that involved like exhibitionist kind of stuff at that point? Actually, I did. Yeah. Like what kind of scenarios? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd fantasize about maybe in school somewhere finding some spot outside, or uh, you know, just in the backyard, or just. I don't know, just anywhere outside where I could be seen. Mm-hmm. And people could but see you. Not, yeah, right. But it was it was it was not like you know right in front of somebody just starting. It was you know someone had to catch me. You know, right. It wasn't like you're like a peeping tom or you're like a guy jerking up in the bushes and you want them to see you. You want them to. You want to yeah, be like yeah. an innocent person, right? That gets yeah, caught yeah. by accident. You're jerking off, but yet you kind of the you want that to happen to sort of finish you off to completion. I mean, when you're jerking off, right, and you're using this as a fantasy, that's the whole point of it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right, and now I'm wondering, did you ever do sort of naughty things like that outside or at school at all, or no? Uh, No, I never really did. Um, Like when I was younger, I mean, I have, you know, on the way home from work, I work kind of late, so it's kind of dark, you know, when I'm driving home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every, every once in a while, Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the way home. <laughs> what do you do on the way? What do you mean every once in a while on the way home? You go, you stop the, on the side of the road and pull into a, like a ditch? No, while, stand while I'm driving. Like, you get no, naked? No, just while I'm driving. But what do you do when you're driving? Uh, well, what I take my pants down. Okay. And I take my pants down and I, you know, I start, start jerking off when I'm, when I'm driving. Oh, okay. So you mentioned that in your email, but I didn't know that we were going there like that. So, so that's a part okay. of like an exhibitionist thing too. So when you're driving, is it that mm-hmm. everybody else is around you and could maybe possibly see you? Yeah. Like, like I'm getting home so late that you know there's not that many cars in the road and it's kind of dark, mm-hmm. but I am passing a few, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just the possibility that they could be seeing in as I'm going by them. Right. Wow. I wonder... How many people actually do that in their car? How many guys? Because guys could kind of do that easier mm, than yeah. girls, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder, like, if you're doing Like, I wonder how many guys I've driven by, or even women, that I didn't realize they're, like, you know, jerking off while I'm just riding by. <laughs> and probably some <laughs> people take it further than you, and they do it in traffic jams in the broad daylight. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, why not? So, well, do you... They're ever uh, intensely staring at you, I guess. You, you have something to think about now. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Well, I did tweet the other day. Like, I did literally, I saw a homeless man laying down on the floor the other day in the sweltering. We had really hot weather here in New York, and he was laying down. And mm-hmm. I, I just saw, saw his face, the way that he was laying. I couldn't really see the rest of him, but and he was panting. And I thought, oh, my God, he's so uh. thirsty. And I was with my sister. So I went and gave him a bottle, or a bottle of water, and I put it just down in front of him. And then I looked back to see if he grabbed it, and then I realized his pants were halfway down, and he was, like, jerking off. <laughs> swear to fucking God, okay? Yeah. Like, swear. 
I'm thinking he's panting because he's dying. That's why I live in smaller towns. No, this is why I live. This is why I live in New York because that's kind of shit I love. Oh, okay. okay. I am like I'm thinking he's panting because of like dehydration, mm-hmm. and I give him a water. But turns out I, you know, it was like he was jerking yeah. off. Everyone must have looked at me like, "What the fuck are you doing, ma'am?" Especially because I'm there with my son, <laughs> my little baby. I'm like strolling him around, and I'm like, you know, sort of helping out uh, the, the guy jerking off in front of everybody. <laughs> I mean, he was homeless, so he doesn't really know what he was doing. He's probably crazy. But anyway. Yeah. So he obviously has an exhibition side. You've never taken your <laughs> exhibition side well, far. Do you he have doesn't a- have a room to go to to do it. So exactly. <laughs> so Deb, did you do? You, have you ever got into a point where someone maybe has seen you or no? Uh, not that I'm aware of, like jerking off. But there has been times where, like, I've had a roommate. Or like a roommate's friend, you know, and I'll be sleeping on the couch, but I'll be be naked, sleeping, and like I hear them getting up, so I kind of uncover myself a little bit, and you know, kind of pretend to sleep. Mm-hmm. So you know, they're walking around, and <laughs> and they yeah, see I'm just you. laying there, just. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and now that you're older, right at this point, like, does that give you a little bit of a hard on? Oh yeah, I was def- I was hard the whole time. Yeah. Oh okay. And <laughs> when then they're you, walking around. When they're walking around and they're seeing now, does it matter if it's a man or a woman that's that's walking around? It was it was you? a woman. Yeah. It was a woman. Yeah, it was a woman. Yeah, okay. and I don't I wouldn't do that in front of a guy. That just I don't know. <laughs> that wouldn't get you turned on. It's more a woman's. No, you. no. Yeah. So when you're driving in your car and you're looking at everybody, so it's not just like everybody, it's like women. If you drive past women, is that like, or if you stop at a red light and a woman's next to you in the car, does that like really turn you on? It it does, but it's not that I'm like looking over at them. Uh-huh. I kind of just stay, you know, stay looking forward, but out of the corner of my eye, like see what they look like. Right. And you, you know, I'm trying not to draw attention. <laughs> Right, you don't really want to get caught. It's more about you doing what you want to do in public and people kind of not knowing. Yeah. Right? A little bit? Yeah, yeah. I would say that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you were younger, you did cam shows. Like, you did them, meaning like you were the person that would do it and let other people watch you? Yes. You said that in your thing. And now, how old were you when you got into that? Because you said you did that when you were young. Yeah, very young. Um, like how old? That's when I was still living at home. Um, maybe like 14, 15. Right. And so what did you do? Set up an account and you were like a cam guy? No, no. It wasn't like I was getting paid or anything. It was just oh. in chat rooms, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like every night I would go on and find somebody to to watch me. I didn't. Right. And now would, the, yeah. would it be, do you think that women were watching you? I think in my head, it was always a woman watching me, but... Right, in reality, it was 100% men watching you. You know that, right? Well, maybe not 100%, maybe 1%. Right, yeah, I would say 99%. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. But for you, you were thinking they were women. You would go into Mm -hmm. like women chat rooms, right? And these people would say they're women, and they're watching you, and you'd be jerking off. How many, and like, did you have like lots of people, or would it be one person? It was it was one person at a time. Mm-hmm. It was like I don't know some chat room, and then you know you'd go over to 
Oh, I forget even what program I used, but it doesn't matter. But just like a private program, you know, that it was just one person to one person mm-hmm. type of. Yeah. Right. Now, and, would you see them or would they just see you? Uh, from Every once in a while, it would, I would be able to see them. Yeah. So you did see a vagina ever? Like, did you ever see like a full on pussy on the other side or what, did they show up and it was like another dick? <laughs> no, I never, never saw that. It was, I don't think I ever had a girl actually get naked mm-hmm. on the other end. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe just, maybe just tits. That's all, but not. So there were not girls. Really, you did do it with real females because if they yeah, turned yeah. it on and they were there. Think, it, it was, was a long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and then I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely it was definitely women, unless they were, I don't know, transitioning or something. But they were pretty young, so I don't I don't think, you know. Right. <laughs> so you they were what you were watching them. They were watching you, and you got into that. And when you were very mm-hmm. young. Mm-hmm. Now, would you do anal stuff on the cam? Uh, yes, actually, I would. Really, and they would, and people would watch it. Would you use your GI Joes, or would you get mm-hmm. something a little bit more sophisticated? Okay. <laughs> Okay, I know you like to bring up the G.I. Joe thing. I do, I love time. the G.I. Joe's. Come on, it's fucking yeah. awesome. Well, tell Maybe me, what are the other things? I tried to get it out of you. You're kind of shy, so it's like pulling teeth in the... In the I beginning. know, I know. Um, I mean, you're getting much better. Just, oh, thank you. What other um, kinds of stuff? If it wasn't just, a G.I. Joe at uh, that age, what were you putting in while this, so people could watch? Uh, just, you know, markers. Uh, my fingers a lot for, mm-hmm. you know, like the cam shows. It was mostly fingers and... It was basically, I would ask them what they what they wanted me to do, and then I'd do it. Right, okay. So, it's almost like they're telling me, you know, telling me telling me what to do, and then I'd just do it for them. It's almost like I was being submissive. Mm-hmm. And you do, know, you do say that you did get into bondage and stuff, because you, mm-hmm. so you do have, and when you're, the bondage thing, it's like when you say the bondage, you're more the submissive than the dominant, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so you do take that role and did you get into that? I'm assuming that that started when you got with your wife, right? Cause she's the only person that you like were sexual with, right? Cause how else yes, would the bondage yeah. really come up? Right. Well, I was, I, I, I mean, I did research, you know, do a lot of research about sex cause it really interests me. Mm-hmm. So I did know about it beforehand, but right. Yeah. It, yeah, not actually experiencing it until then. Well, how life. hardcore have you gone with it with your with your wife or yourself or whatever? Like, I mean, does she or do you get tied? Like, you know, because listen, bondage could be pretty hardcore depending on how far you take it. I've been, uh, you know, fully tied up mm-hmm. to the bed. Um, you know, and she basically can do whatever she wants to me. Mm-hmm. Like, sitting on my face and Oh, it drives me crazy when, uh, you know, she she's jerking me off, but then she just stops right before, uh-huh. and then she just sits there, mm-hmm. and I'm basically helpless. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Dying to come, but she won't sort of get you yep, yep. do it all the way. Is she like, sitting yeah. on your face at the time, or just sitting there? No, the no, no. Right, right. okay. No. Mm-hmm. So that would probably help me uh, help me come, so that wouldn't, wouldn't help her. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. So it's more torturous the other way, and that's a part of yep, the turn on, yep. right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so you like face sitting too as well because that's definitely being a submissive, right? Yes, yes. I mean, these are... Plus, least, I just like... Yeah. I just like like going down on women, period. I mean, that's... I don't know. I could spend hours <laughs> looking... Yeah, that's like a normal I guy. Just, I mean, guys, that's the way guys yeah. should be, you would think, right? I mean, most guys are yeah, like that. I mean, would, every yeah. now and then you find one that doesn't, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, are you, like, I don't know. I think that's a little weird. Because I think guys should. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like a part of one of the, you know, there's not many parts yeah. of a woman, right, besides the tits and the ass. And the, like, you know, so if you don't like vagina, like, is there <laughs> go down? It's like, I don't know. It's a little weird to yep. me if a guy doesn't like it. But, um, so you love that, you love facing, but that's about being a little bit of a submissive, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you Just say... Maybe being like not in control is, that is my thing, I guess. Right. And I mean, for, for my work, I'm kind of a higher, higher level, you know, so I'm in, I'm in charge of people, basically. You are so in your life. I don't know if it's like a role reversal kind of thing. Uh, yeah, but I also think it's just a personality. I think it's your personality. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. d- are you like a boss to a lot of people My and tell a lot brain, of people what right. to do? Yeah, I don't. I think you seem like a more <laughs> of the passive type to me than a dominant mm-hmm. person. That's what I think. That's what I get mm-hmm. from you a I little mean, I, bit. I can be dominant. It's just, I don't know. I, I just know, prefer to be low you know, more submissive. That's my fantasy. What was right. that? That's what turns you on. Uh, no, you're just a little mm-hmm. bit more submissive. You know, it ties into maybe what I'm picking up on is, is that, that low self-esteem thing that we got into a lot in the first episode and that comes out sometimes. You mm-hmm. know, like I said, you're a whole concoction, right? So it's just like I think a part of that makes me think that you're a little submissive, especially the way you fell into the cheating scenario, you know, as if like you were clueless mm-hmm. to what was going on. You were kind of like passive to this whole situation, almost passive to yourself right so i just mm-hmm. think yeah, that, that you know you do seem a little bit submissive in all, all areas of your life you know because of that because we had that whole story before mm-hmm. you know so i mean i think sure. that the nudist thing then makes sense like if you called me up and you never had the cheating thing yet because that was a recent thing and you just like oh i want to call into your show because i'm like an exhibitionist and i'm really into anal but i'm not gay and like you know I'm a nudist. Like we could have done all this without that other story, right? Because you do, mm-hmm. you are somebody like, though you're a listener of my show, you are very similar to the kinds of people that I have on my show in that you do have like all these sort of sexual, interesting sexual things that you've lived out, right? That people like to hear about. Mm-hmm. And the nudist thing yeah. is definitely a part of the exhibitionist in you for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I went to yeah. one once with a boyfriend when I was really young, and we went a couple times, and I think you don't realize, I think everybody has a little bit of that in them, because, you know, I didn't know what to really expect. Like I said, I told you, it was like a whole nudie world, you know, after a while, I was like, oh, God, you know, <laughs> people were inviting us to nudie boat rides and nudie parties, and I'm like, no fucking thanks, but... I do have to say there was something very sort of freeing. There was a lot of things mm-hmm. that you feel when you go to a, a nude beach, right? I would by no mm-hmm. means call myself a nudist. I've never gone since, but having experienced it and done it a couple, a bunch of times, 
It was very freeing. And it definitely, there was a turn on aspect to it just for the fact that you're sort of like very naked in front of people, right? Because it's not something that is so not taboo. Now, I'm sure people that are listening in Sweden where it's very common to do, you know, don't feel that way when they go naked because those people are going naked with their families. You know what I mean? Because it's just a very normal thing in their culture. But in our culture, nudity and everything, because we're so prude, is so sort of taboo that you do wind up feeling a little turned on, right? When you're naked. Or maybe I'm just an exhibitionist too and I don't realize it. You know, But there is a <laughs> aspect of that, I feel like. There was for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sure. No, I, I definitely did did feel feel a turn on. You know, yeah, having you people straight, you know looking at me as they're walking by, and yeah, yeah. I mean, there were times most people, most guys weren't walking around with a heart on, but I specifically remember oh, a yeah. guy walking by with a full-on raging heart on, walking across the beach <laughs> with somebody talking. Like, I mean, it does happen, you know, and people are mm-hmm. kind of fooling around, and they're his. And I think the people that were inviting us to these nudie parties and, you know, there was like aspects of swinger shit going down, right? Because I do mm. think everybody else is a little turned on too, maybe. You know, I'm sure there's some people that are straight up like hippies that are like, oh, no, this is just like nature and it's natural. And I felt that too, for sure. There's something very mm. sort of like you sort of notice people's bodies less when they're all naked than when you do a clothes on. Cause it just seems so mm-hmm. yeah. normal. You know, it's like seeing little kids, like, you know, even though there's that aspect of being turned on, there's this whole other aspect of it. It's just like nature and natural. And like everyone mm-hmm. just kind of looks normal. And you notice, it's, like I said, things less almost when people are naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like a, like an equalizer, you know, yeah. you, you mm-hmm. can't judge someone by what clothes they wear. Then it's just, you know, they're the same as you. You know? Yeah, and you notice it less, but in another sense, too, I remember noticing everything. It was, like, really interesting to me. Like, I was, like, my boyfriend was very jealous, so it didn't make sense that he took me to the nude beach, and it was very weird because he was, like, when that guy was walking around with the heart on, he got really, we got in a big fight because he thought I was looking at the guy with the heart on. I'm, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm looking at the 90-year-old man that's naked over there that has no dick, you know what I mean? And I'm looking at the really obese. <laughs> naked woman over there because those are people that I never see naked and that was more interesting to mm-hmm. me like who cares about the guy with a raging heart on like you know we've all seen that you know or the hot girl with her tits hanging out like I mean for me that's the kind like I, my the curious side of me was like more interested in seeing the stuff that mm-hmm. I've never seen naked you know that because yeah, you know, yeah, listen, definitely. when I was going to the nude beach, this was before internet porn, so you know now I could probably see all that stuff and <laughs> get. But back then, and I, and then I was like, oh my god, nipples come in all different shapes and sizes, and everything is like so different. So <laughs> I think it was interesting on uh, so many different levels. But for sure, you were going there. Did you ever hook up with anybody? I mean, I guess not because you weren't really even having sex it, at that point, or did you? No. Uh- the beach that I went to, that was very frowned upon, anything sexual, so. Um, well, I think the beach that we went to, it was frowned upon, but we were able to walk away and fool around on the beach, and I was just assuming that other people were, too. Yeah. Not in front it's of not people. Actually, yeah, the the place that, you know, that's, that's in my state, it's not technically a nude beach. I mean, it's just, they tolerate it if you don't you know, engage in any, anything sexual there. So it could be closed down. So people are very, 
you know, up in arms when they see that kind of stuff. Oh, and, please. My place was the same way. They had um, oh, signs, really? go naked or go home. Like, if there were guys that were walking around and just sitting there by themselves, like, they would be very, like, get those fucking perverts out of here. But yet, mm. I'm sorry, you know, like, you, like, you're there and you're horny for the whole scenario. Other people that were there mm-hmm. were horny for the scenario. But just everybody's sort of on their best behavior. I'm not saying when I say that there were sexual undertones at my nudie beach that it was anything that was blatant or in front of anybody because everybody yeah. had that attitude where we are not doing this. This is not a sexual thing. But these were the type of people I believe that like when they came over and talked to us and couples and they were inviting us to things that I don't know. I was like, these people want to fuck us. Like I just thought it was like a whole <laughs> other thing that these are just people that are more open-minded. Maybe I was wrong. I don't know. I'm reading well, into uh, it. Don't you think? There was that, way, sexual, <laughs> that was a sexual undertones for sure, but nobody's mm-hmm. sort of talking sure, about yeah. it because there's these other undertones too going on like i said the whole nature thing mm-hmm. natural the freeing of just not even being bound to your clothes and being naked in front of people there was like a lot of things you know and once yeah, you, definitely, yeah. you get past the sexual stuff like all that other stuff exists too right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so you didn't really did you ever so you didn't make any friends you didn't fool around you didn't hook up with anybody at the new beach were there a lot of people there i mean i talked i talked to a few people but it mean wasn't anything you know, I didn't, I didn't see it as anything, you know, sexual. Right. Mm-hmm. But maybe I was just being naive or whatever. But <laughs> No, listen, I didn't think, it, I don't think so. Like when you're just sitting there really totally naked in front of like, and other people are just talking to you and they're just standing there and their dick is just in your face. I mean, as a woman, I mean, maybe it's different for men, but like, I didn't find it to be a turn on. To me, the turn on was more, I was there with my boyfriend it was more the little mm-hmm. exhibitionist that I think everybody sort of has in them, you know, for a second. And then, you know, yeah. then the thought of us kind yeah. of fooling around some way, making it happen with nobody seeing each uh, us do it, you know, like all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, I did have a, a girlfriend that I went there and that was definitely a little more of a turn on, you know, because I think we, we kind of did the same thing too, where, you know, there'd be little little touches here and there, but not, yeah, I think you know, I fingered anything. me at a certain point, and like while no one was really yeah, like we've not you that figured, much touches, but <laughs> well, we figured out ways. Like you know what I mean? Like you could do kind of mm-hmm. stuff, you know. Um, and that was like really hot. <laughs> like that was like really hot. So your exhibitionist <laughs> stuff, like went as far as the nude beach, right? Went as far as you sort of. Wa- Did anyone ever walk in on you naked when you were in your house? <coughs> um. Not when, you know, I was living at home, but, you know, my, the the roommate did a couple times and, yeah. And it was a female or roommate. Or there'd be times where I'd like, yeah, female roommate. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, well, yeah, there was a time where I was, you know, getting dressed and I left the door open a little bit. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I hear them coming and then I start getting undressed. <laughs> Who's that, totally your parents? pretend that I don't even... No, no, this, the was, this was my roommate. Right, right, yeah. for them to see you. You know, and don't, yeah. Do you th- and did she see you all those times? I I can't imagine she didn't. Mm-hmm. Do you think she had but, an idea that you were doing it on purpose, or you think that she really thought it was an accident? I would like to think that she thought it was an accident, but I don't think I'm that sneaky, so 
<laughs> so you think like, she kind of got it? She understood? She, she probably got it, yeah. Well, did you ever hook up with her, ever? No, no. No, I never. Well, yeah, never. Never. You never did. Okay, right. I'm just keep no. forgetting. Like, literally, your wife and now the girl that you cheated on her with. By the way, have you heard from her or no? No, no. Okay, that's I good. kind of blocked her and stopped... Yeah. yeah, that's good. The problem is that she, you know, she lives in, a, in the same town and she's so close that it's hard to not drive by the house ever, you know. It's not that I'm, like, stalking, but there's not that many roads in this town, you know. you, you got to take them to get out. <laughs> so you do why you do go past there every now and then? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I don't want to get into that because some people will be listening to this episode yeah, sure. and might not have listened to that one yet. Um. So, well, I that's mean, good then, because sometimes I would listen to the second episode, and I have to go back and listen to the first, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if people want to listen to your first episode um, and hear sort of like the the proper part of you, right? Because when you called in, it wasn't as much as this kind of stories. It was more you were a guy who was married to a woman that you had never cheated on, met a girl online, and wound up cheating on your wife. Mm-hmm. Like I said, as a passive yeah. participant in the whole scenario, which is kind of funny. You got to listen to the episode because you weren't so passive, if you ask me. Even though you think you were. <laughs> I felt like I was. But yeah, you felt yeah. like you were. Uh, but you also think you're proper and you also think a lot of things that maybe, you know, aren't so true. But these different parts of you exist. And uh, and the and the scenario didn't really go well, so if people want to hear all about that, they could listen to your first mm-hmm. episode, um, and they could find out. And then, you, I mean, because we talked a little bit about the anal stuff and you shoving GI Joes up your ass. Because in the first episode, you admitted that you liked anal and you liked your wife to mm-hmm. fuck you in the ass with strap-ons. And I said, you know, you figured out you liked anal stuff early on, and you were shoving mm-hmm. all those things in. You had told me in your email that, like, with those anal stories comes, like, information about prostate orgasms. What is a prostate? What do you mean a prostate orgasm? you never heard of that? No. I mean, maybe I have it oh, in different terms. Um, oh, okay. Um, well, there's a there's a prostate gland uh, in the, the male's, male's anus or butt that... Um, Right. When, when stimulated, it you can have it. It's almost like a G spot for a woman. Uh-huh. Women don't actually have a prostate gland, right? So, of course not, right? I mean, yeah, um, but yeah, you can actually have have an orgasm just with prostate stimulation. So you could just put your finger in there. Do you? Know, does it feel like something? Like how does someone find their prostate gland? Like how did you find yours? I'm sure you did information Google searches um, or something. It's actually, it's actually. Well, you know, I like to research. About yeah. sex, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's actually very similar to you know even where the G spot is for a woman, right? Uh, you know it's, it's you know like man laying on their back and you, the finger in and then up kind of you know um, well yeah it just I mean there is that sensation of you know feeling the pee but it's not but you know after a while of of stimulation it's 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 a crazy intense orgasm is what it is. Oh, so it kind of feels like a woman is going to squirt the same thing. Like you yeah. feel that desire to maybe, oh, no, I'm going to pee. That's how you know you're hitting the right thing. Yeah. But then after a while, it you know, it gets, it gets better and better. And yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And so you must have, after you found that prostate 
thing, right? I mean, you must, I mean, who wouldn't do that all the time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, does your wife know how to do yeah. that with you, or you could only do that on yourself? See, she hasn't really tried that. It's always been just me, myself. She, you know, she doesn't want to use her fingers, and she doesn't want to, you know, she's, she's a little more reserved when it comes to that kind of stuff. So she's never really done that for me. But, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes with the, the strap on, she has hit it, but it. You know, it's not a constant stimulation. It's just every now and then, then, you know. Right, right, right. But it still gives you, like, the, a really intense orgasm, almost like a, a woman who's... Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a prostate orgasm with my wife. Mm-hmm. But, because it, it does take quite a while to, you know, to, yeah, to, st- to stimulate it and... Really? And so that. you know how you could get to it all the time, like you know exactly where it is on your body at this point, and you know how to mm-hmm. do it. How long does it take to get to, yep. once you find it, to stimulate, like a good half hour or something? I never really timed it. But around, you said it takes <laughs> um, a long time. I would assume so, yeah. Half hour, 45 minutes. Right, right, right. Right, and so and so, you don't do that when you're like having sex with her, but it's more like when you're jerking off, or when you were younger, when maybe when you're doing the cam shows and stuff. Hmm. Oh, not with the cam shows. I didn't really discover it yet, but yeah. Right. Yeah, when I'm jerking off. Now you, I know. But you sometimes s- I don't yeah. even, I don't even touch. You know, I don't even touch my dick at all, and I just do that, and I still am able to, to orgasm. Oh wow! So guys should try that if guys are just so relaxed, Definitely, yeah. just like stop being so uptight about their asses, I, assholes. I think you know guys are maybe a little bit more uptight in front of women, but you never know that these same guys Definitely. are like at yeah. home shoving things up their ass too. You know what I mean, or their fingers or whatever. You know, but I mean, you're here to say that if guys sort of go feeling around in there <laughs> and find their prostate, yeah. they could literally like like jerk off hands free almost, right? Like no stroking at mm-hmm. all, and you. Literally Literally shot yeah. cum, like you shoot cum, like you cum. It's not actually cum. It's, I think it's just the the seminal fluid. It's not. It's just what the prostate gland. Oh, it's produces really like squirting from a guy. Out. Yeah. It, I would. Yeah. Come on, More it's like less, exactly yeah. squirting, but a guy version. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Because you feel like you have to pee. You're rubbing on a spot, and you shoot water mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and you yeah. know how, and your wife, squ- this is the last thing on your list, your wife squirts too, and, and you could, and so were <laughs> you the one that taught her how to do that, or was she just always a squirter? Well, she's kind of lucky. Her her G-spot is pretty close to the, to the opening, mm-hmm. so I can reach it with my tongue, actually. You're kidding. So, yeah. Right. And, you know, the first time I tried it, it, it resulted in, you know, my face being soaked. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And did she, had she ever had that happen? Like, was she ever jerking herself no. off? And, no. So no, she thought, she thought I, she just peed on me. So she was like well, very I, upset. Just so you know, no, 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 it is not- pee. It definitely is pee. I just saw a whole thing uh, on it. it what, no, 100% it's pee, but people just don't like to believe it. But it 100% uh, okay. is pee. But who cares? So, um... So, but yet she, so she felt like she thought it was pee and was she horrified? Yes. Yeah. Right. But it obviously feels really yeah, good, it, right? And I explained to her and yeah. Right. What was that? 
And it obviously, but it's also a very intense orgasm for her too, right? Oh yeah, definitely yeah. Um, and so she must have that every single time if her G spot is right there that your tongue could touch it. That means like when you're fucking her too, like it's definitely being stimulated, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she orgasms quite a bit when you know when we're we're having sex. So yeah, right. And does she squirt when you have sex with her too? No, no. Only when you go down on her. Well, that that happened just maybe a handful of times, maybe three or four times, right. and you know it it gets old after a while, changing the sheets all the time. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you stay away from it. Yeah. Even though, if I mean, maybe every once in a while we'll we'll put a couple towels down, but still, I mean, right? But she's she, she, she a lot when she does. Right, and she's multi-orgasmic yeah. anyway, so she's having a really intense orgasms and can orgasm a bunch mm-hmm. of times when you're either going down on mm-hmm. her, right? So she doesn't, because to me, if I could squirt and it felt that good, you know, I think I would want it more than a couple, a handful of times in 10 years, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just like your prostate orgasm, <laughs> I mean, how many of those have had, you had? Probably a lot more than a handful, right? Yes, yeah, in my life, yeah. <laughs> Right. I mean, maybe, yeah, I can't, I can't even put a number on it. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, because if you could feel, like, even better and have, mm-hmm. like, the most intense thing, like, wouldn't you want that all the time? Like, I would think, yeah. Yeah. Right. I, don't, I don't know if it's more, if it's more intense, it's just different. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm told, you know, like a, like a clitoral orgasm and a, and a G-spot orgasm, they're, they're different, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so I just think, like, oh God, if your wife can have a G spot orgasm, right? Mm-hmm. Who cares if she's got to change the sheets? Like, I'm surprised she hasn't had it like a hundred times. I mean, because you guys have been together for a very long time, so a handful of times mm-hmm. is, is not that much, considering, you know, how many years you guys have been together. But I guess you know you mm-hmm. guys don't like to do laundry. <laughs> um, I think it's just. She, she's recently told me that, you know, maybe the reason why, you know, we don't sleep together more is because she sees it as work. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. Well, I mean, we, we do have two kids. So, yeah. I mean. Listen, I tell my friends I'm a single mom, right? And, like, <laughs> people are always like, oh, God, it must be so hard. And I'm like, yeah, it is because I never have anyone to relieve me. I mean, I do have help during the day, but I'm like, but I don't mm-hmm. have to blow someone at the end of the night. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> that's why mm-hmm. I'm a little luckier yeah. than my friends that have these husbands that they have to go tend to and have this whole fucking show at the end of the night that I'm like, oh, my God, that is like, that's a, that is a lot of work. It's hard. If you have mm-hmm. kids, you know, yeah, for sure, yeah. I totally understand that. You know, and you have more than yeah, one definitely. kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And how old are they? Uh, two and six months. Oh, fucking forget. Of course she's not interested. Yeah. I mean, my baby's like 18 <laughs> months and I just have one and I would, ni- I mean, you know, um, yeah, that's really difficult. But that'll come back around once the kids get older. You know, that'll change again. Yeah. It's just this is, they're really mm-hmm. young and your kids and, you know, and maybe that, do you think that's a reason why, you know, you were a little bit more apt to stray because there's a little bit less sex in your life? I think so, yeah. And just, it's it was less passionate too. So it wasn't like I felt, you know, desired very much. And which I, I get that she's tired and it's kind of a, shitty thing for me to say you know but 
Right, but you're you and you're just thinking about yourselves mm-hmm. and you know, there was something in you that wasn't being fulfilled. And that's the hard thing about relationships mm-hmm. because they do go through these times where you could say you're both sort of right, right? You could look at your wife and say, I get why she doesn't want to fuck you or blow you or anything at the end of the night. And it is work and she, you know, because she has kids. And then you could say, I get why you feel sort of not you know okay because you know you don't feel like wanted and you're not being fulfilled Mm -hmm. you know so it's just like it and that's when relationships are put to a test and like what is the solution in that i mean should your wife sort of muster up the courage to like blow you i don't i probably and should you i don't know you know it's it's but that's the times where i think it's when people say relationships are difficult that's the kind of shit that's difficult because all relationships mm-hmm. will go through those phases you know but things ebb and flow and things change and you know i'm sure your sex yeah. life will hopefully get better once the kids get a little older and get into school and stuff you know and hopefully you won't mm-hmm. continue i mean do you think that the cheating thing will be an ongoing thing now that you did it it's, once it's definitely do you think, not no right okay no, I I feel so guilty about it, and I feel right. I don't know, not as proper anymore. I guess. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, you feel like your mom finally walked in on you and saw you, and maybe it wasn't, <laughs> yeah. and you finally got caught, or you just <laughs> finally did something yeah. like you're really not proper, and so now you're just a human being, and now you're just like everybody else, and now you could maybe yeah. go back to being your proper self or something. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's best to try and wade it through this difficult time with your wife and, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. like maybe go back to cam shows. Maybe that's not so bad. Do you do that stuff now? <laughs> Was that terrible? No, no, no. No? Yeah, no, you'll, no. you'll figure it out. But anyway, you know, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, so, okay. but, um, this is all good stuff. This is like the life of a proper guy. And that's like what I said. Like, I like to sort of show people on my show. I think that's what my show is all about. That these kind of things that people do, all the stuff that you just mm-hmm. talked about, which was like, to me, stuff that you wouldn't necessarily put, you know, into the life of a proper guy yet, you know, that's who you are. And these are the things that you did. And it's like really interest, super interesting. So if you don't, besides all this stuff, like I said, if you want to listen to um, his story about meeting his wife and cheating on her and how that all went down, listen to his other episode. But um, so it was another good call, you know, with a lot more interesting stuff. It's totally different than the first call, um, but interesting for sure. So thanks so much for calling in and sharing all these stories. Thank you. All right, Noah. Talk soon. Yep. Bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.
Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous.